the Public News Service Daily Newscast for February the 21st, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Indiana steel producers pushing President Biden to leave in place a tariff on foreign-made steel adopted during the Trump administration. In 2018, former President Donald Trump placed the 25% levy on imported steel in a bid to stabilize domestic production. Nathan Frazier with Nucor Steel Indiana says the move gave companies confidence to reinvest in their operations, including a planned $290 million expansion of Nucor's Crawfordsville plant. Frazier says it will add 75 or more jobs in the next two years. These investments that Nucor and other Indiana steel producers are making are transforming our old rust belt into a hub for a modern sustainable steel industry that's going to be providing the advanced clean steel products that our nation needs to build for the 21st century. The Biden administration has rolled back the blanket 25 percent tariffs over the past several months in an effort to ease supply chain woes. New agreements with the European Union and Japan call for tariff rate quotas, where higher levels of imports come with higher tariffs, a measure the administration says will prevent those nations from flooding U.S. markets with steel. This is Jonah Chester reporting. In August 2021... China produced more than 83 million tons of steel compared to 7.5 million tons in the U.S. And thanks to federal legislation that went into effect this year, Kentuckians with health coverage are protected from receiving surprise medical bills for emergency services and out-of-network charges. Outreach coordinator with Kentucky Voices for Health, Priscilla Easterling, explains a surprise medical bill can be a higher amount than what a patient was told or charges for services they didn't know were included when receiving care. She says the new rules apply to individuals with employer-sponsored coverage, those who are covered through the state-based marketplace, and those who self-pay. It's really common for people to have gone to an ER, do that due diligence to make sure that they're going to a facility that's in their network, and then they get an anesthesiologist bill that is suddenly totally out of left field. More than half of U.S. consumers have unexpectedly received a hefty medical bill. A 2018 survey from Healthcare Value Hub found that among privately insured Kentucky adults with an unexpected medical bill, 66% said they paid the bill in full or through a payment plan. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. As of our deadline, NBC News is reporting the U.S. has picked up intelligence showing the Russian military officials were given an order to go ahead with an invasion of Ukraine. The U.S. then witnessed Russian military units taking steps to carry out the order in preparation for an invasion, further bolstering the assessment that Putin could strike at any time. This is PNS. Cumber City residents living in the shadow of the Suncor refinery are calling on the Environmental Protection Agency to deny an emissions permit recently renewed by Colorado regulators. Lucy Molina lives near the facility and is an organizer with the Group 350 Colorado. She says the EPA has an opportunity to finally hold industrial polluters accountable and answer the calls from communities to protect their health. They make billions and I get cancer. We are the most polluted zip code in the nation. That is not something to be proud of. And it's time for the community to wake up and fight back and protect the future of our children and the future of our planet. Suncor has a long rap sheet with regulators. The EPA reported that the refinery has been in significant violation of the Clean Air and Water Acts and federal toxic disposal laws for every quarter of the last three years. I'm Eric Galatis. 
The push to expand Medicaid in South Dakota took a brief detour to Pierre last week. Now lawmakers have had their say. Supporters are amplifying their message to voters before they consider the idea this fall. The state Senate voted down the idea with some GOP lawmakers citing concerns on how an expansion would impact the budget. But coalitions behind the movement say it's important to remember the federal government covers most of the costs, not the state. Jill Franken, former director of the Sioux Falls Health Department, says with a question still on the November ballot, discussion should center around helping those who need coverage, not government spending. There's some notion that somehow if people are now on Medicaid, they aren't going to work as hard. But that's not the case. It's really a benefit for people that they would have access to when they need to see a doctor. The nonpartisan Legislative Research Council says expanding Medicaid would provide coverage for more than 40,000 South Dakotans. I'm Mike Moen. Finally, Ross Brown tells us the postmortems begun on the New Mexico legislative session that ended last week. A $10 million pilot project to support energy efficiency improvements in low-income homes was passed, as was a bill requiring a coordinated statewide effort to clean up and reclaim legacy uranium mine and mill sites. Joe Zupin with the Water Protection Group Amigos Bravos was hopeful more money would be allocated for the Water Data Act funding. That passed the 2019 legislature in both chambers unanimously, but... We didn't really give it any funding, so everybody agrees that there's a priority to water in New Mexico, but it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Proponents said it would create jobs, boost the economy, and help the state move closer to its climate goals. Environmental groups opposed the bill because hydrogen is fossil fuel-based, and it ultimately failed. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service member and listener supported. We're heard on interesting radio stations. Find our trust indicators at Public News Service. Not a